We are not going to allow flights to land where we don't know what security protocols have been taken, whether people have been vetted, who is on these, who are on these planes. And I don't think the vast majority of American citizens want us to do that either. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. You have no idea what the vast majority of Americans want you to do. I'd like to tell you what they'd like you to do. Jen Sacky crap. Uh, News Talk 550, KTSA. Six minutes after nine, I'm Sean. It's my show. I think I'm going to just do the whole show like Steve from Blues Clues. What do you think? Like Steve from Blues Clues? He's hip now. Hey. Hi. Hey, Don. Hey, Chris. I'm so glad we're friends. If you people want to call me up, call me. No, come on, call me. 210-599-5555. <laughs> I'm so glad he's hip again. One video, man. Dude from Blue's Clues is back. 25-year anniversary, puts out a, a, a little video yesterday wearing the same shirt. <laughs> Only he's 47 now. And I, I, I know I'm obsessing on this story, but the news sucks right now. I mean, everything is so unhappy and miserable, whether it's war, Afghanistan, terrorism, borders, covid That Steve from, his name is Steve Burns, but the actor from Blue's Clues just kind of popping up out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Didn't that just bring a smile to your face? It actually did. It did. It was nice to see him again. It was. Looks healthy. He does. He looks like he's, yeah, he doesn't look that different except he's, you know, he's bald. Wearing a hat and glasses. Yeah. You know. But dude's pushing 50. (laughs) So his, he's talking, and he's talking to his own audience who are now would be in their 30s. Right. And like, hey, isn't it, didn't we do okay? Isn't it, look, we're still all together. And explain I, why he left in the sh- the show. And I, always, I was watching the video, and I forgot there was something that he did during the show. And I would always think that he'd fallen asleep. Was he would ask a question, and then he'd stop because he would wait for the kids to respond. <laughs> yes, it was you brilliant. Know? It really was. And so I'm watching the video, and he stops. I'm like. Oh, did he fall asleep? Oh, wait, no, he did. He's, he's letting part, the kids respond. That's part of his thing. I forgot about that. So, yeah, was, dude, was, I did all right, Steve. I did some time in uh, federal prison, but then I got out. You know, I mean, but I, I, I'm being funny, but I mean, it was really just a genuinely sweet thing. Because mm-hmm. you had said on Where and Rima that what was cool about Blues Clues is it didn't have any message it was trying to shove down your throat. It was just hanging out with Steve for an hour, half hour. Right. And like you said, doing this little scavenger hunt with a computer dog there. Just very, very simple format. Mm-hmm. And you figure, and I, I had this thought, too, that for an entire generation of Americans, he's their Mr. Rogers. Yeah. He's that guy to them, to that generation. And uh, and as we said, he kind of disappeared. He just kind of went off the show. And he explained, well, I, nothing bad happened. I just decided to not be an actor and to go to college. He didn't go into specifically what he did, but he said, I, I ended up doing all those things that I really wanted to do with my life. Right. And isn't it cool to look at us all now, basically, like we're all grown up now and got student loans and jobs and kids. Right. And uh, I just thought that was in, in, in a sea of freaking swampy garbage news that we have to wade through every single stinking day. Mm-hmm. It's good to see Steve's back. <laughs> I think for for a, a large portion of the population, it was the right thing to see at the right time. Yeah. You know, because it just, you know, when you think about it, there's really never been that time for, for people in their 30s to kind of take a step back and look at what, what they've, what they remember from their childhood. Or right. Whatever, because it's something new every day. Well, it and, is. And it's just this constant flow of something new and different, and and sometimes it's not very good. <laughs> but then, for a moment, you have this guy from their childhood who was right. a, a prominent part of their daily routine for a lot of them. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And here he is. You know, he's the same guy checking so, in, yeah, just checking in, saying hello. Checking in. You know, I want him to do it again, like in another twenty-five years. You know what I mean? Like, know. hey, how you doing? Remember me? Remember me? I don't remember anything. Look, I don't remember any of you. Look at us now. <laughs> We're all old farts. He's looking around. Why am I here? I'm in an assistance place right now. How about you? <laughs> but that, even that would be cool. That you know what be, I mean? Right. 
I got a nurse who comes and sees me once a day, brings me cookies and my meds. That would be just as sweet. You know what I mean? It would be. That was nice. Anyway, to see. so that, you know, I, I just, I, that was, I, 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 at first when I saw the video, I'm like, oh, this is a put on, right? And then I watched it, I'm like, no, it, to see him as a 47 year old man and know that he's personally addressing a bunch of 30 year olds, but he's doing it exactly the same way. Right. Was brilliant. It really was. And it was good for, I think it was good for us to see as well. Yeah. Because it reminded us of that time where our kids were, were of that age. Yeah, and that's uh, like, what they loved. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, with my oldest son, that was his favorite show. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and he went all for it. You know, he wanted the shirt and the little chair and the, <laughs> you know, the little, the little notebook that you would write in with the big crayon, you know. <laughs> right. and, he always had that big crayon, right? Yeah, he was all into that. And it was a lot of, and it was wonderful. I it, thought was. it was. It was a nice little show and he learned some things and, you know, it was, uh, it was a nice break from the from everything else that was going on. And and so, you know, and yeah, because my, my daughter loved that show too. Yeah. And you figure, you know, that generation, especially when they were little kids, it was just around September 11th. So you're coming up on the 20 year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, you're right. For them, it was uh, just this wonderful little show. And I think because I, I actually got a kick out of watching it with my kid. And you're right; it kind of takes you back to these simple moments. Uh, that, that we had with our kids right. when you're just watching this goofy little show with this really interesting dude. Yeah, it was we, we, with my oldest. We would do it every day. It was, every it was, day, every day. I would come home. I was working mornings back then as well. How right? How funny is that? Um, <laughs> and, and I would come home. I would pick him up, and we'd go home. Right. And we would watch. We would watch that show while he had lunch. You know, was... Hey, because we all remember the dark days of Caillou, don't we not? <laughs> yeah. we not? And then we all hate Caillou. And those trippy Teletubbies. What the, the hell Teletubbies, going on there? the acid trip of the Teletubbies, freaking dragon tails. I mean, we all, you know, we had some some moments where you're watching the kid with the crap with the kid, and you're like, God, this sucks. I hate this so much. Somebody needs to beat the crap out of Caillou and teach him a lesson about life. You know, and then <laughs> Blue's Clues. Hey. Hi. How are you? And he always seemed genuinely interested in your stuff, you know what I mean, like in your life and, and what was going on with you. So, good, Steve Burns, good on you, man. Thanks for giving us a little uh, nice little moment there yeah. uh, yesterday. Uh, I always again. thought he looked kind of like a little puppet, though, don't you? Those big <laughs> eyes, you know, and he always those really soft features. And he, he looked like a little he, puppet. He <laughs> does. He, like, he really got easy on the eyes. Like, there's nothing harsh about Steve. Not at all, no, no. There's no harsh physicality to that guy. He almost looks like, you know, uh, something you win out of a skill crane. You know what I mean? Like, he's just this soft, congenial-looking dude. He's the guy, if your daughter comes home and says, here's my date, Steve, and you're like, all right, right, hey, (laughs) I like him. And and I don't like Joe. Remember Joe took over, and we all thought he was a little creepy? Nobody ever liked Joe. It was a little weird. Yeah, Joe was uh, something off about Joe. But uh, good on Steve Burns. That was a cool thing to do for everybody yesterday. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Well, now we have to get back to the unhappy crap. <laughs> oh, well, and some, uh, you know, uh, the moron, uh, the army of morons continues their march across the Terra. And uh, at some point we have to discuss uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Thoughts on menstruating people, because uh, that's big news today. She was discussing menstruating people with Andy Anderson Cooper last night, who himself may be a menstruating person. We don't know. <laughs> I need tonight off. It's that time of the month. Okay, Andy. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, why we, you can't even say women anymore. They're, they're menstruating people. And that evil Greg Abbott, right? He don't know nothing about menstruating people. Oh, I bet he does. <laughs> Dude's been married a long time. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And uh, Larry Elder uh, suffering some abuse in Los Angeles uh, yesterday. Joe Biden is uh, completely out of it. And Jen Psaki is full of crap. So that's what I got. 210-599-5555. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hey, there's somebody on the phone. Let's go answer it. Come on. (laughs) Maybe a friend. 
maybe a friend. Here's Brad. Brad, how you doing? Good morning, youngster. Uh, my young, my youngest, or my two oldest kids, rather, were Blues Clues kids. But I wonder how many people out in the vast KTSA listening audience grew up uh, in the Dallas area with uh, Icky Twerp and Slam Bang Theater. Or, uh, what? Uh, there was a show called Slam Bang Theater, and it was hosted by a man uh, who put on – his name was Bill Camfield, and he, he was a local – you know, kid show kind of right. entertainer, but he wore a teeny tiny Stetson hat and fake hair. It, uh, Bill Camfield, his character was Icky Twerp. Icky and, Twerp. Uh, can, Icky Twerp. And then uh, there was also a guy named Jerry Haynes. He was Mr. Peppermint. Mr. Peppermint in the Dallas area. Uh, if anybody remembers him today, they know that his son, Gibby Haynes, <laughs> was a front man for a rock band that I really can't say on the radio the name of it. Okay. But a uh, lot of happy memories. As for myself, I always thought it would be to cool, be cool to be uh, uh, Mr. Green Jeans from the from Captain, the Captain Kangaroo. Kangaroo now you're getting me. into my territory. Eh? I don't he know like about him. Icky Twerp, but I, I, we, I remember Captain Kangaroo with the funky sideburns. Yeah, uh, and uh, well, I was a Mr. Rogers kid too. Yeah, you know, but Captain Kangaroo. Uh, I, for years and years, there was the myth that he was some kind of a. Uh, D-Day, Normandy, battle-scarred hero, and, and all this stuff. It was either him or or Mr. Rogers that supposedly... Mr. Well, Mr. A, Rogers was a Marine. I know that. I don't... Yeah. But uh, and, anyway. And, ah. But he had to wear the long shirt because of the uh, the really lurid tattoos and stuff on his arms. No, I, I don't know if that's true or not. I got the same problem. All right, man. I appreciate the call. The Icky Twerp. That'd be kind of a cool radio name, wouldn't it be? Hey, Icky Twerp, you're in your PM. Stacks and stacks of crazy hot wax. Boy, we're getting we're getting old school now, aren't we? Well, every we we talked about this the other day. Every town has kind of their local kid show. When I was uh, in Iowa as a little kid, we lived in Iowa for a few years. When I was you know nine, ten, we had the floppy show, and the floppy show. He was this dude who, right now, you'd think looked like a total creep, like some guy with a white van. You know what I mean? But uh, I forget the dude's name, but he had this puppet, and the puppet was Floppy, and Floppy was a dog. And if you squeeze Floppy's nose, it would make a little beeping noise, and he would show Looney Tunes cartoons. This is some fascinating crap we're getting into right now. Uh, anyway, <laughs> shall we not talk about this anymore? I'm Steve, and I decided to change my name. I'm now Icky Twerp. Um. I, I thought the guy, I had to be honest, I started talking about Icky Twerp, Chris. I, I thought for a second the guy's being dirty, and I don't really realize he's being dirty. Is he saying something dirty on the air, and I just don't know he's saying something dirty? But I guess not. I guess it was an actual kid's show from a long time ago. Long time ago. 210, long. 210-599-5555. Um, well, let's talk about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for, for just a moment, because, you know, the Texas abortion law has got all the liberal idiots, you know, just pulling their teeth out. They're losing their minds. And AOC, who is a moron, uh, was, was, I think she was talking to Anderson Cooper. I saw her on Anderson Cooper. She started riffing on this stuff. And she, she gets hung up on menstruation. That sounded funny. You know what I mean? She, she, it's, you, you're not, you can't, you can't just say female anymore, right? You can't say woman anymore. And according to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, that's because not, you know, all people who, how do you come up with this crap? All people who menstruate may not be women. It's a party of science. And, and, and she gets kind of haughty about it. Like she's the smartest chick in the room as she's saying this stuff. Not just women. Trans men and non-binary people can also menstruate. I think this was a tweet. Oh, it's a Twitter. She's tweeting. This is beyond the Anderson Cooper. She got a lot of flack for saying this crap on the Anderson Cooper show. And then, uh, and then she started tweeting. GOP mad at this are protecting the patriarchal idea that women are most valuable as uterus holders. And she's tell- she tw- continues to- telling people to grow up. 
because trans, two-spirit, and non-binary people have also existed, have always existed, and will always exist. And they menstruate. Ugh, you know, I mean, you know, and Larry Elder's a white supremacist. You know, this gener- you, 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 some of you people who watch Blue's Clues, you're doomed. Yeah, I'm sorry, but, you know, some of this crap, that she, this, she, this, you can't even refer to a female anymore. Because, you know, if a woman claims she's a two-spirit, I actually had to look that up. You know what two-spirit is, don't you? And I didn't know what it was until today. Two-spirit is Native American people who believe they are inhabited by both the masculine and feminine spirits. So now people who think, you know, anybody who believes in Jesus is crazy are now getting all spiritual that if you're if you're an engine and you believe that you got a woman and a man, it's the spirits living inside of you, you probably also menstruate. And again, this this is the the party of science. This is also a woman again who did not know what a garbage disposal was up until about two years ago. I think we're getting a little ridiculous when we get to the point where we have to refer to people as either pregnant people or menstruating people. That's what Alexandria Ocasio Cortez says should be the new label. Right? Menstruating people. How'd you like to be a member of that club? I don't. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, this may sound odd to you, but I, I've known a few women over the course of my life. I know you're shocked. I've known a few chicks over the course of my life. I can't think of a single one of them that ever wants to be referred to as a menstruating person. Don Morgan, how do you think it'll work for your wife? If I go home and say to my wife, hey, how's my little menstruating person today? <laughs> You'll find yeah. out real quick that it's th- not very good. Do you think, Eddie, is there a woman listening? Let me let me put it out to the to the, the, the listeners here. 210-599-5555. Ladies. I'm sorry. I called you ladies. I just want to make sure we're cool here, you know. Uh, what, which do you prefer? You know, call me up. Do you prefer to be called a woman uh, or a menstruating person? Please, you know, let me know because I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I, pronouns are. You know, I don't know. I, pronouns are individual. You know, everybody can want their own stinking pronouns, which also doesn't make any sense. But I, I just want to make sure that if you call up here and you're female, that I'm not offending you by calling you a female instead of a menstruating person. Please. Call me up and let me know what 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 which do you prefer two one zero or if you think Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is an idiot, uh, call me up and uh, tell me that. <laughs> We're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna deal with something real quick now because we, I, I just, uh, every, you know, every day, you know, we got uh, 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 Rudy J that comes in and hangs out with me for a few minutes next hour from the ESPN Morning Show with Rob Thompson, and I, confessly, uh, for a few minutes, I run down the hall and I hang out with them on the ESPN show, and something came out on the air today that uh, you know I was just mentioned with Rob and, and Rudy J. And, and I didn't realize this until about halfway through Where and Rima. When Mr. Chris Glasgow over there and our executive producer Elaine Rodriguez uh, pointed this out to me, because I was going off on how feeble Joe Biden is, and ah, what a feeble old man! He doesn't know where the hell he is. You know, is he sundowning? You know, what's going on with this guy? And uh, Elaine and Chris stick their heads into the studio and they start laughing because apparently I I put my shirt on backwards this morning. I get dressed in in the dark. I get dressed in the dark, man. And I got up, and I, I you know, and I, oh, I got my, and it, what makes it worse is that it's the KTSA t-shirt. It's our Alpha Media t-shirt, and I put it on backwards, and I never knew until, and I've been walking around, and so everybody's been looking at me like, the hell is everybody looking at me for? 
you know, I ran into Rudy J earlier when I first got here. He's looking at me like, hey, hey Sean. Like, hey, Rudy. You know, and, and so I, I go in there, and they're, they're like, why you got your shirt? I got my shirt on backwards. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't notice. So they, they mentioned it? Yes. Because I thought about men- telling them <laughs> when you were going no, your way over there. Tell. But I didn't. So well, I, because... It's good to know I didn't have to. No, you didn't. <laughs> just didn't realize, man. I, I, Did I you should, notice? No, because your back's to me most of the day, and then right. I can't. I really, all I can see is like from your neck up because the computer monitor is in the well, way. But but that's what made me notice because his back is to me when they do wearing right, Rima. Yeah. But I thought it was weird. I said, "Oh, look, they put the small logo on the shoulder." <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. But then I walked into the other room and I asked Elena, is the big logo in front? And yeah, sure enough. <laughs> it's backwards. I'm sure it's on backwards. The tag's hanging out. If you guys hadn't pointed it out, I'd have gone through my whole damn day like this. You still kind I'm of so, are. What's wrong? With, what's, what is, what's happened to me? I used to care about my appearance. I used to be pretty. I used to be pretty, but it is funny. Yeah, I, mean, I still care. Railing on the president because <laughs> that was that senile, that old, senile old man. You don't know what day it is. He drew one all over himself. I hold my shirts on back. <laughs> At least it's right side out today. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, we have seen that. Before. I've done that a couple of times. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. I've fallen so. I, I'm just so lost in the world. I, I'll tell this story because it is because my wife has. Uh, <laughs> well, I talked about her armpits yesterday. Let's oh, go for the full thing. Beautiful armpits. Well, you know, my wife has OCD. You know, really, that's why I based uh, this character on her in this book I wrote. She's, you know, because she's like a detective. She, you know, something's out of kilter. It drives her nuts. A chaotic universe drives her crazy. You know, mm-hmm. if there's an odd number of eggs in the thing, you know, she almost has to break one to make it an even number. And it was Saturday, I guess, and, and I was getting dressed. Yeah, I'm going to tell this on the air. And I put my underwear on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, she saw it. <laughs> Unfortunately, she saw that happen. And she's like, aren't you going to fix that? It Doesn't that bother you? I'm like, nah, I don't care. No one's going to see it. And she's like, but I'll know. I'll know all day. So anyway, welcome to my life. 21059. No one will know. No one will know except her. Drawing well, crazy all day, man. And everyone now. Everyone I don't care. Right. I've said all kinds of weird crap over the past 10 years. The last 45 minutes has been a <laughs> cavalcade of unusual. There we go. Right. There but we we're going to have to do that from now on. Yes. In this yeah, week. D- double check with Sean. <laughs> Are your shirt and underwear pointing in the right direction? That's I just, we- you know, I, I'm just trying to get out of the door, man, in the morning. I'm just trying right. to get out the door. And I got to do it all in the dark by the light of my my cell phone. All right. And I actually had the thought in my head this morning, oh, my KTSA shirt's clean. Oh. <laughs> I'll show my company spirit today. <laughs> Just start walking back. That's why I got to tell people. It's like, no, I wear the big logo up front, man, because I want everybody to see the big logo, because that's how much I love my my, my radio station. 210. This is a large, manly chest. You need to put a big logo on the front of it. Oh, God. You're all just jealous. What's you wrong can't with, cover this. What's, what's wrong with me? 210 Your shirt's on backwards for one thing. <laughs> and we only have another hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> okay. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Uh, tomorrow's Friday, September 10th, so we'll be talking about September 11th. And we also have a special uh, that's going to be airing tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. after Riccardi. So it may, may, may talk a little September 11th. Uh, stuff, uh, 9-11 stuff uh, next hour. We'll see. Also, Rudy J coming, coming by at uh, uh, 10-15 from ESPN. You know, the, the, the Larry Elder thing in L.A. last night or yesterday afternoon, um, wow. 
Uh, he's running for governor, obviously, uh, and if he is elected, he would be the first black governor of, of uh, California. But, you know, he's a, he's a Republican, so he's wearing blackface. He's not really black. And he's in Venice uh, yesterday, Venice Beach, I guess, that Venice Beach area, and he's walking around. And a couple of anti uh, or pro Newsom, anti elder types show up. And they're calling him every name in the book, and they're throwing eggs at him. Because that's a, a fine way to make your political point, yeah? And there's this chick who, sh- I assume she's a chick, there's this chick that shows up, and she's wearing a gorilla mask. And you, you can find the video all over the place if you want to see it. I got the Fox News story here. And uh, she's calling him a piece of blank. Or no, that was a dude that was there. That wasn't Gorilla Mask Girl, but she's screaming at him. And uh, she actually smacks uh, one of his security people in the face. The guy puts out his arm to stop her, and then she starts screaming, Don't take, touch me! Don't you touch me! After she just clocked him in the face. And, you know, I I have to ask you, you know, and you can call me up and let this percolate in your, your noggins through the news, 210-599-5555. Well, two questions. First off, if you are a Democrat, are you proud of that sort of thing? And secondly, do you think this would be a bigger story across the board if, let's say, a proud boy was wearing a gorilla mask? And was accosting a black Democrat running for something? Do you think the story would get a little bit more coverage if a, let's say, a former Trump supporter or someone like that was screaming at an African-American politician who was a Democrat and they had a gorilla mask on? You know what? It would be different. It would be covered absolutely differently. It would be racial uh, you're, you know, the gorilla mask is a racist thing. It's a trope. It would be, it would be a big, big story. But again, because Larry Elder, I guess, isn't really black. It's not that at all, right? It's not a big story. And, uh, you know, so a bunch of, uh, and, uh, you know, so we had a bunch of, uh, liberal idiots yesterday, Accosting a black man. See, this is the great lie of the the leftist agenda in this country, and it's always been there. Um, you, you know, it it really. I, I always say that it's all about skin color, but it's really not about skin color. Because unless you vote right, unless you stay on the political plantation, and if you're black or brown, man, you you got to vote Democrat, and if you don't. You ain't really black, man. That's what your president once said. So let me get this straight. Your skin color should determine uh, who you vote for. And if you don't vote for the right people based upon your skin color, then you can call a black person or a Hispanic person any name in the book. You can treat them as horribly as you want to treat them. Because they, because they're not voting right, and there's nothing racist about that, right? There, there's nothing racist about saying to a black person, you have to vote the way we tell you to vote, which is absurdly racist. What a bunch of jerks. So if you're proud of that sort of thing, you know, throwing eggs at people you don't agree with uh, and gorilla masks and the F-bomb, you know, let me know what makes you so proud of that. I, I'm kind of curious. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. I might add, you know, I notice when you all do that, everybody benefits. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, boy, God, he's creepy, isn't he? The president is talking to the labor unions yesterday. <laughs> For Labor Day, it's, it's a little late. <laughs> News Talk 550, KTSA. I'm Sean. You know, I, in this country, we, we, you know, women are considered brave. 
if they come out as non-binary, right? We've heard way too much about Demi Lovato over the past few weeks. She's now non-binary, and I'm already being offensive because I'm not calling her a they. And yet you look, uh, you know, on the Fox News, and I, I've been kind of following this story also over the past 24 hours, you, you had some actual courageous women in Afghanistan who were protesting how they're being treated. And wow, they were beaten up. Uh, God knows how many were killed that we don't even know about. Okay, that's being brave. <laughs> Showing up to a public protest uh, in a country that is now governed, might I add, is now being ruled by guys who think you're freaking furniture and you should keep your mouth shut. And uh, they're selling into slavery. They're taking your daughters and kicking pregnant women in the stomachs. That's really what being brave's all about right there. I, you know, we're obviously we'll be talking about this a lot more tomorrow, but uh, September 11th, the 20th anniversary coming up on Saturday. My God, the 20th anniversary. And, uh, I, I, you know, the, the, the news continuous, continuously coming out of Afghanistan and even the news surrounding Afghanistan here stateside is just horrific. I, I cannot believe, I mean, I, you know, it takes a lot to shock me these days, but I, I really cannot believe that we are actually, we have people from within our own government actually standing in front of cameras from the president to the secretary of state to the press secretary, Jen Psaki. And, and they are honestly talking about their relationship with the Taliban. And they are honestly looking folks in the camera, American citizens, and and honestly talking about how the world is watching to see if the Taliban are going to honor their, their commitments. The fact that they are referring to the Taliban as something legitimate in any way, shape, or form just frankly depresses the crap out of me, especially as we come up on the 20-year anniversary. Yesterday, Jen Psaki was being asked about these charter flights, which are not being allowed to take off, that have Americans on them, that have interpreters on them, and uh, basically said, well, we can't, we don't have a role, quote, we don't have a role in preventing flights from taking off. We are not on the ground, so that is not something that the U.S. government is doing. At the same time, some of those planes and some of those issues Include where they're going to land. Uh, She starts talking about security protocols and documentation. Are we going to allow a plane with hundreds of people where we don't know who they are, we don't know what security protocols have been put in place to land on a U.S. military base? No. No. Except for, right, Chris, the first few planes they let go, which were filled with hundreds of people, none of whom had been vetted, uh, and we were fine with those planes landing at any number of military bases across the country. And uh, we continuously hear about, oh, the Taliban, if they have proper documentation, they'll let them go, which, of course, hasn't happened yet. They're too busy uh, setting women on fire and kicking pregnant chicks in the in the stomach and basically slaughtering. They killed a bunch of beat up a bunch of journalists yesterday, I guess, who were covering this uh, this pro this women this a bunch of women who are protesting. I mean, do you honestly think people who would set another human being on fire or cut their arms and legs off before they hang them from a street lamp? are checking documents. I mean, the only reason I suspect they're checking documents is to see if this is someone that they need to, you know, execute publicly. I mean, I... I and, and, and a U.S. congresswoman is, is concerned about whether or not you call somebody a woman or a menstruating person. My God. <laughs> What in the hell? 
I, I mean, honestly, every t- I can, I'm at this point where I can barely watch these press conferences because I can't believe what I'm hearing. I can't believe I am hearing our people who have left our people behind, the most powerful, supposedly the most powerful country on planet stinking Earth, and we can't do anything to get those people out. It's bureaucratic. And secondly, to hear your president and his people, this administration, again, talk about the Taliban like there's some kind of freaking legitimate government. Like we're, the world is watching? Yeah, and what are they doing, man, while the world's watching? They're, they're putting the guys that we let out of Guantanamo Bay under the Obama administration in top leadership positions. They're, they're, they're killing people with our weapons. They're riding around in our tanks. Yeah. Do they know the world's watching? You're damn right they do. Does it seem like they are concerned about the opinion of the global community? I mean, I just, I, I, I feel sometimes like I'm in some kind of alien experiment. This isn't actually, this can't actually be happening. This has got to be a dream or a nightmare. I've just, you know, the Biden administration has done a whole lot of crap over the first eight months of, of the, of his administration to ruin this country. That's a fact. We can list it all off. Oh, today he's going to give us his multi-pronged uh, approach to vaccines. It's got prongs. But listening to them blather on about the Taliban and holding them to their commitments and how the Taliban are concerned now, they want to be legitimized, they want, they know people are watching them, and this, they're going to change their... Come on, do you know, do you even know who you're talking about? So, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't understand... The obsessive, well, the obsession, rather, with the left in this country that started not too long after September 11th to legitimize Islamic terrorists. I I told you about the documentary, the new documentary out of uh, National Geographic that I watched over the weekend about September 11th, and they had excised pretty much all references to terrorism and radical Islam. If you watch that documentary, it's five hours long. You would have no idea who did this or why they did it or even if it was a terrorist attack. And now we have, you know, we're holding those guys, we're holding the Taliban to some kind of standard based upon the global community's eyes being on them. Wasn't the global community's eyes on them on September 11th? It's just it's it's like a like an LSD trip. I just it's hard to imagine this is what's actually going on. Uh 2105995555 and uh Stephen Williford is joining us here on line 1. Stephen man, happy birthday. I'm sorry I missed it a couple of days. Oh, thank you very much. How um, how you doing, well, man? So, so I I just took a trip down to the border and I took uh Mark and Patty McCloskey and you remember Mark and Patty were the ones that stood in their front yard and defended their their home from right. Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And Mark is running for Senate in Missouri, and they wanted to know what was going on on our border. And so I took them down there to Roma, Texas. And between two, between eleven o'clock at night and two o'clock in the morning, our our national guard. Our National Guard is assisting the drug cartels to bring illegals across the border. And that one spot in Roma, Texas, they move 800 a night. And they bring them up the hill, and our Border Patrol ask them if they have any ID. If they don't, they ask them what their name is and where they're from. And then they put them on a bus, and they bust them inward into the United States to no telling where. They separate them. The boys from 15 years old all the way up, men will put them on one bus, and the women and children on another bus. 
and they bus them to se- separate places. Well, that's kind of what we do right now, right, is work with the enemy. That's kind of what I was talking about there in the opening statement about working with they, the Taliban. They average, they're in Loma, Texas, they average 800 a night. Good God. And we have over 2,000 miles worth of border. People, it's time to start looking at our own back door. I'm concerned with what happened in Afghanistan, very concerned with it. But I'm even more concerned with what's happening in our own border. And some of these guys in the northern states say, oh, well, that's just y'all's problem. No, they're busing busing them into your state. Mm. They're coming all across this nation. And we have no control over who's coming in and who's not. I agree, man. It's madness. You know, I don't know how we turn the tide. I mean, uh, again, the midterms are going to be very important coming up. But I, I, I don't. It's you're right. You're absolutely right. Well, it's uh, well, it's Roma, Texas, eight hundred a night in Roma, Texas. Hmm. I, I, off the whole two thousand miles of border, then we may lose our country before. I think we're well on the way to that, anyway, man. I'm, I, I'm going to have to run, but man, uh, let's keep in touch about that and. And uh, and talk some more about it. Eight hundred a night. That's crazy. All right, all right, man. Stephen, thank you so much, man. Well, thank you. And it's time to start looking into our southern border. And they're having an event on the twenty fifth in McAllen, Texas. All right, I appreciate it, man. I'll, we'll, 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 yeah. It's, I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> it's insanity. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it, that's it's it's a horrible situation. We do have an open border. It's one of the other crises that we have going on right now that we got to not forget, because you don't hear much about the border right now. Uh, obviously, and uh, we were talking about uh, about Afghanistan, and uh, you know, a lot of folks are focusing on that. But the border crisis is just as bad, if not worse, than it ever has been. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. And uh, it's time for our daily visit with Rudy J from ESPN, the morning show there with Rob Thompson. 7 to 10 Monday through Friday. How are you, man? I'm lovely. How are you? I put my shirt on right now. I, I know, man. I was looking forward to coming in here and seeing you with your shirt on backwards. Well, I got to go see the boss real quick after I get off the air. So I'm like, well, oh. I got to go see the boss with my stinking shirt going backwards. Well, you could tell the boss, hey, I wanted our logo big on the Facebook Live. Uh, on the Facebook Live, the big, big, the big, old, big, big logo. Old, like, yes, sir. Being a company man, I don't think he would have been upset with that. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the white tag hanging out the top I'm of my... Right. I didn't bother you? I didn't even notice. Oh. I saw you this morning in the kitchen. I didn't say and anything. You you noticed... You know, and, uh, you know, and I, I, I don't know if Don, I think Don Morgan noticed, but we didn't notice on the show until about halfway through Ware and Rima. What were you thinking? Like, boy, that Sean's a messed up dude. No, I just, <laughs> I, you know what, to me, I was like, a part of me getting to know you, I was like, I think that's on purpose. <laughs> like, getting to know you, I was like, I could see Sean rolling with the shirt on backwards on purpose. I should start doing that every day now and, like, say it's like, it means just something. Just to see it's... who would be the first person to say something. Or, or or maybe other people would start doing it too, and yeah. then eventually I yeah. could say, "Hey, uh, uh, yeah. there's no reason." Well, Chris is not shaking his head. We were wearing. I was wearing my clothes backwards in my freshman year because of a <laughs> rap group called Crisscross. I remember them. Yeah, I was, I was a freshman in high school. I, it was the dumbest thing I've ever did as a kid, <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> hey, at least there was a reason for it, other than yeah, it was I'm getting a, dressed in the dark. That was one of the worst fashion statements of the '90s. <laughs> And there, yeah, there were plenty. Were, there were quite a there, few. There man. was a lot, but that was one of the worst. Do you? Because we were. I was in there earlier. Because we're all morning guys now. Yeah. Is it? What's it like? Because I, I know for me, I, my wife, you know, is trying to sleep, so I get dressed in the dark by the light of my cell phone, basically. And it's entirely possible to put something on backwards. I mean, is it? Are you adjusting to that whole yeah, thing? Yeah. See, I, I have to. Uh, I've learned to move like a ninja. <laughs> I've moved like a ninja. Like if I like, let's say if I'm playing golf. And it's an early tea time. I know to move like a ninja because if I wake up my wife for a tea time, all my my day's gonna be ruined. <laughs> and I'm doing the same. Like most of the time, I put my stuff out at night. This way, I can you know move around the room quietly. <laughs> but I don't get the same respect when she's up before me. There's lights, blow dryer. 
You know what I mean? Banging of drawers. Like, I was like, damn, I guess I can't get the same love. She ain't but doing no ninja moves for yeah, you, yeah, is she? Yeah, I, I move like a ninja in the mornings. I, but again, you're right. The only light I use is my cell phone. <laughs> like, seriously. Everybody's on the air before noon here. <laughs> We're all getting, all the dudes are getting dressed in the dark. You're right about the double standard, though, because when she, the same thing on my house, when she has to get up, she don't care, man. No, a blow She's playing dryer. cold play, you know, on top volume and. Oh play. <laughs> Hair dryer's going. And we're just kind of expected to be okay with it. Yeah, but dude, it's like what same thing when you first went on the air. We don't have a rhyme, you know, happy wife, yeah. happy life. We yeah. don't have a rhyme. We, got rhyme. we don't get no ninja quiet when, <laughs> when they're when we're trying to sleep. Yeah. It's oh. just the double standard of of life. Big time, man. So yeah. it is what it is. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm adjusting. Yeah. Well, you know. But according to you, I never fully adjust. So I'm not <laughs> looking forward to like getting to the point where I'm like Ah, this is easy. I'm not looking forward to it. You've kind of ruined that for me. I I did, and I'm so sorry because I look. I'm a night person, and I always will be a night person. I'm a vampire man. See, and I think that's. But see, sometimes for the radio show, it works because, like, especially in my situation, you know, Trey, my brother Trey's been getting up, you know, at midnight for 30 years. So he's a he does it on the weekends. He's a morning guy. He loves mornings. Okay. Oh, he loves it, and he's a very positive and upbeat guy. Me, I'm always in a horrible mood because I hate mornings, yeah. and somehow that tension works for us. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? I, you, it, it, Trey is like that because I, I, we're friends on Facebook, and he's taking these smiling selfies at like five in the morning. I'm like, dude, who's smiling like happy? The the lights are bright. It's like <laughs> the world was meant for Trey to be mornings. It was. Like, I can't do a selfie at five. Like you got to give me till seven. <laughs> At least give me till seven before I put my face on anybody's camera, dude. I I come in in the mornings, okay. Sometimes, like I, earlier today, I came in around five thirty or six to say yeah. hi to you guys, and you guys always have the same frown. Both of you guys are really happy dudes, and Rob's just a very congenial, nice guy. He's always got a smile yeah. on his face, except at like six in the morning. Yeah, like both I, they all have this scowl on your face. Dude, I walk in. Rob gets here way earlier than me. Rob gets here about five because he has PD duties. Right. I walk in at six. We say good morning, sunshine to each other, and then it's quiet it's like, until like six thirty. Like, okay, this is what we're gonna open up with. You know, it's like, com- but it's comfortable silence. Right, right. It's not like yo, I hate him. It's that, <laughs> you know, it's just that comfortable silence. Right. Like you, he doesn't want to say much. I don't want to say much. We're happy to be here, but let's just not. We're gonna talk to each other for three hours. Right. Let's not let's make it for it. See, here's what I get. Morning, Sean. How you doing? See, it's I, another great day. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know uh, if I can do, I don't uh, know if I can do that. I'm like, oh, hey, Trey. Uh, <laughs> rise and shine, boy. <laughs> so anyway, that's a bit much. That's a bit much for five thirty. It o'clock. all works. It all works. It does. It's Rudy J, man, always a pleasure to see My you, man. man. Uh, one more day. One more day, and then the weekend, seven to ten on ESPN Monday through Friday yes, with uh, Rob Thompson. You guys are great. Thank you. Thanks you for too. stopping by, man. Always, as usual. Man. Rock on. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk Five Fifty KTSA. My shirt is going in the right direction. So I told Rudy J. My pants are on backwards, but. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Um, you know, this this business of Joe Biden just constantly saying he doesn't, that people are telling him what to do, is that, I mean, it's gone, it's kind of beyond being funny at this point, isn't it? They're just starting to worry a bit as to what the hell is actually going on. Again, yesterday he's talking to some labor guys, some labor union guys, for you know, for Labor Day, which you know, it's Monday. And uh, once again, he says, uh, "I'm supposed to stop and walk out of the room." And then he says something to the effect of, uh, "But I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm going to go against that. I'm going to come and shake your hand or something like that." And then he and then he proceeds to walk out of the room. It's just weird, man. How many times has he said this? That I'm supposed that people are telling him what to do, man. He's supposed to talk today about his pronged, <laughs> his multi-pronged uh, vaccine mandate plan. I guess we got more mandates coming, and they're they're in prongs. Chris, we have several prongs. Biden is pronged up. 
with uh, solutions for, I guess, people who aren't getting vaccinated and what parts of life they're going to be able to live and what parts they're not going to be able to live. And uh, they're, they're now at the, I noticed, because we were asking on Warren Reimer earlier, well, what time is he speaking? Is there an estimated time? And I'll just figure he's going to start about four hours after that. And there's not even a scheduled time anymore. They've kind of gi- they've kind of given up on that. Which actually, you know what? I kind of appreciate. I- I'd rather instead of them telling me he's going to start talking at noon, right? And then he doesn't start for three or four hours later. I'd rather they just not give me a time. You know, they're not sitting around on my ass waiting for the president to s- shuffle out and mumble his way through another speech. I'd rather just just keep it on the fly, man. Just you know. I got my phone with me at all times, so you know if uh, <laughs> I get the ABC uh, messages right. So you know if if he's going to talk, holy crap! If you're fairly certain he's going to start talking within five minutes, just let us know. But enough with the you know he's going to speak at noon, and then he shows up several hours later. People have lives, man. I got stuff to do. And uh, and then plus, it's just kind of insulting. It's really damned insulting to the American people that, you know, you, you make them sit there and wait. Especially when pretty much everything he's talking about, for the most part, is going to be something that's going to affect your stinking life. But, yeah, I'm supposed to stop and walk out of the room. Who is telling him what to do? That's kind of what old Uncle Sean's curious about. Who is telling him what to do? We have heard this stuff multiple times now. I'm not supposed to take any questions. I'm supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to do that. And, I, I, you know, honestly, I've never heard an American president talk that way. I have never heard that. Uh, yeah, I can look at the quotes right here. I'm not supposed to take any questions. Uh, I was instructed to call on specific reporters. These are different times uh, over the past eight months. They gave me a list of people I'm going to call on. Maybe he's being presidential. <laughs> what do you mean? Just... Well, everyone said Donald Trump wasn't presidential. Maybe this is. Is this presidential? Is this the presidential part? Because he's either not sure what he is or is not supposed to do based upon whoever is telling him what to do. Or in the case of Afghanistan, he's screaming his brains out at us like we're a bunch of jerks. See that little kid that was on the ledge yesterday and he told him not to jump? I mean, he, he's getting to the point where he, he doesn't even, he's not making sense. Like he's, get, remember yesterday also? Or the day before when he was in uh, New York and New Jersey? And he's talking about those things they used to call tornadoes in iowa and nevada and you have to wonder if the people around him and people in the media uh you know are are seeing the same stuff we're seeing and consciously deciding to cover it up because chris and don you both have said that the a lot of the audio you get from like abc that like it's never the mistakes right so they clean it up so they're making a conscious decision to hide the fact that he's just not all there. And you have to wonder if one of the reasons he's chronically late for his own speeches is if, I don't know, if he's just having problems. Or, you know what I mean? I don't know. Does it take a while sometimes? To get him up to the task of going out, so they, they say, okay, we're gonna he's gonna speak at noon, because I'm sure they want him to speak earlier in the day, right? They want him to speak earlier in the day because they figure fewer people will be watching because people are working, at least some people are. And you know, and I'm sorry to say this, but for folks who are in decline, the later you go in the day, the worse they get. It's called sundowning. And so I wonder if it's just this constant struggle behind the scenes. And I'm not laughing at it because this part's not funny. If it's this constant struggle behind the scenes, is he ready? Can he do it? I think it's perpetual rehearsal. Yeah, it's got to be something like that. All right, Mr. President, read it one more time. 
then Corn Pop said, okay, Mr. President, okay, let's take a nap, and then we'll come back, and we'll try it again. And he started rubbing his hands over my Okay, Mr. President, let's try it again. Let's take a little nap. Yeah, have some have some applesauce, then we'll try it again. <laughs> you almost get that feeling. Anyway, i got to take a break. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean uh, on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. And, you know, just a few minutes ago I was talking about uh, how, I, I, as far as the president, they hadn't officially announced the time when he was going to speak about COVIDs and about vaccines and about prongs. But apparently uh, now they have come up, they have come up with a time. Uh, I just got a text from ABC. President Biden is expected to deliver remarks on his plan to stop the spread of the Delta variant and boost COVID-19 vaccinations at approximately 5 p.m., which would be 4 p.m. our time. Oh, sorry, Jack. <laughs> Poor Riccardi, man. But later on, they push this guy. Uh, and uh, so, we'll, we'll, I mean, that, that's what they're saying, right, Chris? But that doesn't, hell, it could be midnight. If it's 5 p.m. And, and his average lag time is about four hours. So maybe Jack will get lucky and he won't start talking until 7. <laughs> And uh, look, they, look. Main the main thing is they don't want you thinking about Afghanistan. All right, so that's and plus they want to keep you they want to keep you paranoid and freaked out over COVID. Uh, so you're focused on that, not focused on any of the other nonsense. Like even Stephen Williford calling up a little while ago and talking about the border crisis, which is still rocking and rolling. It's still awful. Uh, but mostly as as far uh, as uh, the uh, shiny object right now, you know they they want to they want they want you they want you paranoid about COVID all over again, so you're not thinking about the the horror show that is Afghanistan, especially as we come up on the twentieth anniversary of uh, of September 11th this Saturday. So very obviously we'll be talking about September 11th quite a bit tomorrow. Uh, you know, and, uh, we're actually, we have a special we're playing on September 11th at 7 p.m. tomorrow here at Newstalk 550 KTSA. So make sure you're checking that out after the Jack, after the Jack Riccardi show. I just, man, I cannot believe it's been 20 years. And I think maybe, you know, and you probably have experienced the same thing if you're, if you're roughly my age. I'm going to be 54 in October. That it's almost like the, 20 years from September 11th, because we were still relatively young 20 years ago. It's 33, 34. Uh, that's young. <laughs> when you get to be 54, 34 is young. You know, it really is. And uh, it's almost like this was the first 20 years that you really got a sense of, right? You're like, well, that's, well, hell, that's what 20 years feels like, isn't it? That's what two decades. Remember when uh, your ten-year high school reunion rolled around? Wasn't that kind of the first time that you got a sense of what ten years is like? Because when you're a little little booger, when you're a little kid, time is slow, right? Time seems to crawl by and take forever. It speeds up the older you get. And I remember that first ten-year that ten-year high school reunion. I'm like, oh, okay, oh, so that's what ten years is like. And now I'm like, man, 20 damn years really just flies on by, don't it? A lot of stuff happens in 20 years. I mean, holy crap. I mean, 20 years ago I was living in Delaware, of all places. And uh, uh, thankfully I made my way to uh, to San Antonio, Texas, which is now my home. And I've, I've actually, at this point, <coughs> excuse me, because um, I, you know, as a kid and even as a younger person, I moved around quite a bit. That this, I have now lived in Texas and specifically San Antonio longer than I have lived anywhere else in my life. I, that, that's, that really, that's boggles my mind, man. I have lived in San Antonio, Texas longer than I've lived consistently any other place in my life. 
So I'm glad that in the uh, the uh, over the uh, the 20 years that has taken place since September 11th, that uh, my journey carried me here to this amazing town. Uh, because man, uh, yeah, and you know you know why? And I'm gonna say this, Chris. You know why we left out? Why I left Delaware? Why I wanted to get the hell out of Delaware? Other than I wanted to you know go west and kind of find my fortune and all that stuff. Is I just couldn't imagine spending the rest of my stinking life in Delaware, man. I know if any of my old Delaware fr- friends are listening, you'd probably really pissed off at me. But I'm sorry, but Delaware sucks, man. And, and let's be honest, Delaware gave us Joe Biden. Okay, don't believe the crapola. Scranton, Pennsylvania, did not produce Joe Biden. Okay, freaking Delaware produced Joe Biden. All right, that's actually where he's from. He was born in Scranton, but he didn't live there past early childhood. So he's been lying about that crap his whole stinking life too. Although I, I just I feel like I can't shake him though, you know what I mean? Like I thought, oh, I'm getting out of Delaware. I don't have to talk about Joe Biden anymore. Little did I freaking know. So anyway, <laughs> tomorrow we'll uh, we'll talk some more about September 11th and talk about some more memories of that time and the journey we have all taken over the past 20 years to get to where we are right now in the here and now. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to our executive producer, Elaine Rodriguez, uh, Rudy J., uh, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye.